Welcome to the Good Athlete Podcast, the voice of the Good Athlete Project. All right, so the first matchup, mm-hmm. um, Clemson-Ohio State. What do you think? Immediate thoughts, go. Dude, it's, uh, it's either going to be yeah. like a 10-7 to 7 game, huh? or it is going to be like a 45 Complete so like, shootout? Yeah, 45-48 game. Like, it's just one of, like, you have, what was it, two Heisman finalists mm-hmm. on the offensive side alone for mm-hmm. Ohio State. Right. They Three Heisman finalists. Three in total. Two of them are on the offensive side. Wait, wait, wait. Actually. No, they have, I don't know if. Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't make it to New York. No, he didn't. Yeah. Clemson has nobody, like, they, right, they've right, got right. a couple of award winners here and there. Yeah. They have some, they, they have, you know, the, uh, they have a lot of NFL prospects. Yeah. But, oh, like, they're loaded. But they're, it's just one of those sure. things like Ohio. And the crazy thing about it is out of the four teams in the playoff, Ohio State had the toughest strength of schedule. Did they really? Yeah. The, the, when the final rankings came out mm-hmm. and they didn't, they, they beat the brakes off everybody. Yeah, they did. Wisconsin gave them a scare yeah. for the first quarter of mm-hmm. the Big Ten Championship game. I think if Clemson can do that and continue that on, like here's the deal, Clemson has the players yeah. to do what Wisconsin did, and that was run it straight at them yeah. and just keep doing it. The problem was is Ohio State's athletes were better than Wisconsin's, so mm-hmm. they were able to overcome that. I don't think Ohio State's athletes are better than Clemson's. I don't think so either. I think they're about dead even. Yeah. And they're both going to be well coached. It um, that, that game is going to be – Way more exciting than the other one. I think it's it, it's look LSU is the real deal. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Actually, Alex, our mutual friend Alex, was down at the uh, championship game and saw LSU beat the pants off of the Bulldogs of Georgia. But I, I don't know for whatever reason. I, I believe LSU is really really good. But but this is probably the national championship I wanted to see. Oh yeah. Ohio State, which is, just looks dominant, had. Uh, a Heisman finalist on offense and on defense, yeah. and uh, the defending national champs yeah. who have still yet to be beat. Yeah, like, I, this, I just, this is the game. It's 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 insane. I I wanted this as the championship game from the get go. Yeah, I just knew it wasn't going to happen because yeah. of the SEC bias with the media. Like I okay. knew that was going to put whoever was the SEC champ. Sure. They were going to be the number one seed, and I knew these two were going to end up playing each other. Like it totally. just it was one of those things. Like it was inevitable, but it is the most exciting game. Okay, like, uh, and I mean it, it. It blows my mind. Like it. Everybody wants to talk about like Ohio State this, Ohio State that. Like it doesn't matter who's coaching them. Like they just yeah. Ohio State is smart about how they structure their football team. Like the, the, no, the, 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 right. the, the faculty or the administration is. Like they hire the right people. Like Urban Meyer was a good fit, but he's been gone mm-hmm. or he's gone now. Like, yeah. And whoever they have in place, like, is, is, and I, I just, it, I can't get over how excited I am for that game. I, I think it's gonna be awesome, and and I agree. I think the, I think even though I'm not a huge Ohio State fan, no, I would go Notre Dame in the Midwest. I would, you know, there are a lot yeah. of other Midwest, no, Northwestern, even though they're sadly not really in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I was excited for them last year in the Big Twelve. I was, I was, I was like, there. I was like, good on you. Yeah. Sorry about your luck, but good on you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. So my friend Tom Farmer and I were. There, we went to Indianapolis yeah. and watched them actually play Ohio State really close. But they, I mean, it was the same kind of thing. Yeah. They played them as close as they could have, and then yeah. s- super elite athletes yeah. took over, I, and that was it. It's it, yeah. I, and I, I, Clemson intrigues me. Clemson I, looks healthy, by the way. That's what I'm looking but, up for. Well, right that's now. what I'm saying. Like yeah. they, they don't have, they, they haven't played as tough of a schedule as everybody else. But you mm-hmm. know what? That's not their fault. Yeah. They, so what? Like, like the it's <laughs> right. Not, it's not their fault that the ACC. 
is weak. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and I wonder, let's say this too though. So the ACC is re- weak, but I'm always cautious of like uh, the, the, for all of us, name bias. Yeah. Like if, if UNC, say, um, was wearing, you know, uh, Ohio State jerseys yeah. instead of like blue and white. Right, right, right. right. Like it wouldn't have, like that loss or, or, or when they played Clemson, we yeah. would have had a totally different look on it. Same players. You have to imagine USC has some pretty elite athletes, I would think. Well, here's the thing that I always tell people flat out. I said, is the ACC actually that weak or is Clemson just that good? I, right. Like, for, for Virginia is a very good team. Virginia is good. good yeah. And Clemson took them to the woodshed in the ACC title yeah. game. Like, it yeah. was over at halftime. Yeah. They, uh, here's the other thing. So, um, are we overvaluing margin of victory? Because yeah, the fact is, so. nobody's beat them, no. and when when their number is called, like in a conference championship game or whatever, they freaking step up. Yeah. They're ready. I, to play. I think I think out of the four teams in the playoff, they're the most rested. They're the most ready to go. And and their narrative, at least in the circles that I'm in, seems to be they they're flying a little bit under the radar. Not always. The question is, they were last year yeah. too, and I don't understand yeah. why they are as the defending national champions. Yeah. Like they haven't lost a game in like two years. That's crazy. Like. And in, in, in this in this day and age, anything over a year of being undefeated is impressive. Yeah. Yes. Like they have now literally gone wire to wire, college football playoff to college football playoff without losing a game. Dude, a couple if you put together a couple one and two loss seasons, yeah. you're elite. Yeah. I yeah. mean Lamar Jackson was the last person to really push them to the limit. Yeah. When he played at Louisville. That was yes. the last time Clemson got pushed to the limit in a game. Okay, do you think Fields is anywhere close to Lamar Jackson? I think he Could can that be, but yeah. he's not 100%. He, yeah. they, he posted a thing on his... It's little, right here. Suffering from a sprained MCL, but expected to suit up against... I also, I also think during the college football playoff that the coaches need to take the phones away from the players. Yeah. Uh, I know LSU's players are tweeting that, you know, Oklahoma doesn't intimidate. Shut up. Like, put your helmet on and shut up. Like, just play the <clears> game. Like... like I really wish that there was a way that you could take their phones away during the... There's got to be some... There has to be a way. Yeah. I know there are programs out there that essentially don't allow that. And I wish right. I had more, but there, there are definitely some programs out there. There's there's all sorts of um, human rights concerns with that. Like, how can you tell an adult <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, like, right, no, put right. that up, you can't do that. Yeah. For you know, But um, it could certainly be a team policy... I guess, I, yeah. Dude, if I was at that level and I'm not ready to coach at that level, no. but if I were, I would say, like that would be yeah. an absolute for me. Yeah. It, or minimally, here are the restrictions: you you cannot, you do no. not talk about the opponent. Yeah. You do, nothing about that. You want to like you, hype up your own team. Yeah. You, say Tom had a great week of yeah. practice. Great. Right. Do you remember? Um, God, I can't remember the game. It might have been the playoff last. Oh, it was the playoff last year. It was, was it? Oklahoma and Alabama were getting ready to play. Yeah. And the deep one of the defensive linemen from Alabama was about to start talking yes. crap about Kyler yes. Murray. Oh my and god! He, yeah. And he, and he froze. Yeah. And then he just was like, "No comment." Kind of a deal. And it was one of those things where everybody was like, he heard Saban in the back of his no, head yeah. saying, "Don't do it. Don't do it." Kind of a deal because you know if he would have continued to say what he was going to say. Like Saban would have had his butt when he got back to the to the bus or to the hotel or wherever they were. Yes. Like it's just shoot. Man. What was his name? Oh, I can't remember. I it just, was like it started with a Q. Yeah. It, it, he ended up playing. He's either on the team this year. As He's a, in the as, as, as a, as a, as a I would say Quentin what he Williams. got. Yeah. Quentin Williams. Yeah. Big boy. It was just like. Yeah, he was a great story. That guy's a monster. Yeah. He's got a really good story. But yeah, he 
He's about to, you can see him. And that's like. He's about to rip Kyler Murray apart. Yes. And was, was just like, no. We don't do that here. Yeah. How good is that? So yeah. here's what I'll, Saban doesn't get enough credit for this. Um, if you talk about athletics as like a, a learning platform, yeah. I think that there are three things that you have to give people. These are the ultimate keys to success. I'm giving away everything right now, whether you're someone like us, like a professional, whether it's in relationships or whatever. Self-awareness, yeah. purpose, and self-management. Yeah. Those are the three keys yeah. to success. Yeah. And I will go like, I, we could have five podcasts just Jeez, outlining yeah, the research just, on yeah, that. Yeah. But that what, what did that young guy do? He's emotional. He's excited. He's a, literally a kid at that point. Yeah. He was probably, he's definitely, he was 19 or 20. Yeah. You know, he's not like. About to make more money than all of us will ever see in our lives. Ever. And, and hyped up for the biggest game of his life. Yeah. And, and, but was self-aware enough. And recognize the purpose and mission of the team. Yeah. Sort of pull back and yeah. manage his behavior. Yeah. Like it's it's brilliant what Saban is doing for these guys. Yeah. And how do they do it? They use the motivation of athletics yeah. to teach really incredibly valuable. Like people, people say whatever they want about Nick Saban about how he's lost his touch. He's lost. It. He's hands down, in my opinion, probably the greatest college football coach of all time. There's. An, I agree with you. I'm putting him over. I'm putting him over Bear. I'm putting him over. Uh, Ara, I'm putting him over anybody else. Like no, he is one he's of. Gotta be. He, like I mean, he's not. Take away what he actually does for the players. Yeah. You know, on the side. Because I've heard all these crazy stories about yeah. him, like, literally giving essentially the NCAA the bird, being like, this kid did not have food. Like, to, like he needed some food. Mm -hmm. I, I bought him food. Like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like, kind of a deal. And, like, awesome. and like I mean, I've heard of him multiple times of him reporting himself to the NCAA. Yeah. I bought my players groceries. Yeah. Find me. Like, Find me. Here yeah, you yeah. go. I mean, and I, but like just the wins. I think he's got what six national championships, two with LSU, one with LSU, one I with think. LSU, and then he's got four or five with so five or six oh, national championships. Get, uh, we're gonna find his actual stats here. I mean, he just—it's one of those things. Like, so just, it's funny that I, I love our college football conversation about the Final Four. We've discussed Notre Dame and Alabama, who are not, <laughs> which is, but that's okay. Let's see. Uh, we talked about Ed Orgeron. Yeah, we talked about Big Ed. Uh, all right, coaching. He's been coaching for 24 years. Yeah. 791 win percentage at major schools. So he's two 247 wins, 65 losses, um, 14 bowl wins. Let's see. All right. So he. So he's been to 24 bowls. Is that right? 14 and 10 in bowls. Yeah, he's been to 24 bowl That's games. Insane. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, decent. Decent. Did pretty well at Michigan State. Oh, I forgot he was there first. Yeah. Um, won the Peach Bowl in his first year at LSU. Won the Sugar Bowl his second year. Lost the Cotton Bowl the third year. Won the Sugar Bowl. Capital One Bowl. Uh, okay, so and that was wait. So was the Sugar Bowl the national championship that I year? Think so it yeah. must have been. It must have been, and then came back the next year and went. Yeah, it was thirteen and one. Then he had a nine and three season. Uh, left for the NFL. Came back to Alabama in two thousand seven we'll and went on the. We won't talk about the NFL. <laughs> well, you said college coach. You, know, you were you made a distinction. It cracks me up that like somebody so successful at the college level did so bad at the NFL. Well, I mean, it's, it's a different animal. A, there it's a is different, a So yeah. that's really okay. So we're gonna let me let me say this, yeah. and then I'm gonna tell you exactly what I think about that. So here he is. Now he's got. Um, look at this. So Independence Bowl, Sugar Bowl loss, BCS Championship one, Capital One Bowl one. He's he's twelve and two, fourteen and zero, ten and three, twelve and one, thirteen and one. This is absurd. Yeah. This, is a, this is just this absurd. Is people. Fourteen. Who said that? He, so twelve and two, fourteen and one, fourteen and one, thirteen and one, fourteen and one. And this is his down year at tw ten and two. Yeah. 
So horrible down here. I wish that was my down. I, I wish that was a down year for me. Dude, it's unbelievable. So anyone who doesn't know how outstanding this guy yeah. is, I mean, it's and, and okay. So here's why I think he's so unique, and I think it aligns with what you just said about the NFL issue. We, we talked about that inverse relationship yeah. of of experience and, and influence, meaning some of the most influential. Uh, times in one's life, yeah. so like youth and yeah, whatever, yeah. and I think this was off the air, that's one of the reasons I'm re-explaining. <laughs> um, some of those influential times in one's life, you are surrounded by some of the coaches with the least experience. Yeah. No judgment, but if, if you're a youth uh, baseball player, it's your, it's the, one of the dads on the team getting yeah. off the train, tucking his tie in. And that sort of exchanges, and the most qualified coaches are with the humans that are already most developed psychologically. Yeah, yeah. I think one of his strengths is being sort of a father figure. I agree. And I agree. Uh, like, and, and that just doesn't happen no. in the NFL. No. He, th- those guys, I, I think they push back against like yeah. character lessons. I, I, yeah, I think, I think honestly, it's just he wasn't the right fit. Yeah. You know, it's, that's it's, right. It, 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 but it is what it is. But going back, bringing this all the way back to the college football playoff, yeah. I think Orgeron is another one of those coaches. Okay. Um, if you don't like Ed Orgeron, yeah, I will hold out my fist and people can run right into it. Like he is just like you can't help but not like the guy. For crying out loud, anytime he posts somebody posts a thing about him and gumbo, yeah, I just laugh. Like yeah, he yeah, is yeah. just your down home, like really Cajun good old boy. Yep. Like, how could you not be excited about hosting him for dinner to recruit your son to play for him? Like I wish I, I had a son. I would say just I, don't for have, that I don't I don't I don't have kids, yes. but I'd be like you come up to Chicago, Coach O, and I will figure out how to make you some gumbo I'd love so that. you can recruit my kid. Like, he's just one of those coaches that, like, you can tell he cares. Like, there was, I think it was last year or two years ago, mm-hmm. where it's him walking through their little tunnel to the stadium. Guy is dressed in the already, dr- yeah. He's dressed to the nine in a suit, but he is, like, so jacked up for the game. Mm-hmm. He looks like one of the players. Like, he's, like, screaming yes. and throwing his fist and stuff. Yes. Just like, come on, man. Like, I can picture that can, video. How yeah. can you not get jacked up to play for a guy like that? Like, and, like, what was, right. it, what was it this year? Every trophy they won? He's like, it stays on the field. That's not our goal this year. Like, they they have rivalry games. Right, right, right. Certain trophies and things sure. like that. And they, 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 like, the, the training staff had to go get the trophies off the field. Like, the players left them on the field hmm. because – and they were interviewed about it, and they are asking, and they're like, Coach O says we have bigger things to worry about. Like, their whole goal wow. has been the national championship. It's not winning the SEC. Mm-hmm. It wasn't winning their rivalry game against Ole Miss or Mississippi State or who, Arkansas, whoever they had rivalry games with. He did not care. Like, he had yeah. one goal, and he's just got them all focused on that goal. Yeah. And, I mean, they have, like, a Cinderella story. Like, you can't help but not root for them. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's one of those things. This is the first year ever. Like, I'm going to be happy with whoever wins. Yeah. Because whoever wins deserves it. Like, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Whether it's Clemson. The only school, I'm sorry, Oklahoma and Oklahoma fans, you're the odd man out. You're yeah. the only team. You don't have a chance. Um, <laughs> but, like... Whether it's Clemson, like whoever wins between yeah. that Clemson Ohio State deserves to be in the national. Ch- oh game. God, yeah. And whoever and wins, likely take on yeah. LSU. And whoever, yeah, whoever take likely takes on LSU. Yeah. Whoever wins deserves to be the national yeah. champion. Like this is the first year. I'm glad there's a playoff system. Could yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Could you imagine trying to determine the two? Out of those, if you just schools, let them play out, out of those yeah, yeah, you couldn't. They right. have to play each other. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, the, the, yeah. this would be another one of those years where they're clamoring for a plus one. Like yeah, it's just one of those deals. So like, you think Oklahoma is that far behind? You don't think you think they're gonna get rocked by LSU? 
I thought it was going to be closer until they came out. They have like six players that they're sitting out. That is, that's the hardest part. And, I, I looked that and, up this and morning I think, too. And I think, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think four of them are on defense. Well, one of the big ones that just was, I think, announced the other day was um, Delarian Turner Yell is a starting safety, second on the team in tackles, 75 like, tackles, and, and LSU is just demolishing defensive backfields as you it can't, is. You can't, you, you, you can't. You can't show up to a gunfight with a knife and be like, here we go, we got you, buddy. Like, no. It would like, have to be, what if they've got a safety? Here's the only possibility. They've got a safety who's sitting behind a, a real highly productive guy who's like Tua waiting in the wings behind Jalen Hurts and just maybe he's the next freak. I, I would, it would I take would, something crazy. It like would take that. something crazy like that. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I just don't think Jalen Hurts is yeah. going to be able to keep up. Okay. He doesn't have the weapons that Joe Burrow has. Sure. Like, Jalen Hurts. I have been happy, yeah, beyond happy with yeah. what Jalen Hurts has been able to do. Like he stepped into a brand new system this year, yeah. new coaching staff, new environment. Yeah, he's got that SEC experience, but he's been able to do things. Yeah, you know, what I'm totally. Saying? But he doesn't. He's got CD Lamb. That's, oh, totally. That, but that's about it. Like, yeah, he doesn't have yeah. a plethora of weapons that Joe Burrow has. Like, so I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up. I agree, and I also I'm just going to take a. I am not. I don't know enough to make that claim. Yeah. Meaning, I think you're right, yeah. just like in, instinctively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm also like, how much worse is the other? Is like the Oklahoma receiving core? Like, were these not all four and five star like prize recruits coming out of co- high school? I, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. But I just know that when times get tough. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has what I call the Jameis Winston syndrome. Yeah. Where he is zeroed in on one yeah, person. Yeah, I think it's probably right. Alone. I think it's probably and right. And like LSU has the talent on their defense mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to sit there and put two people on him and still be able to cover everybody else. I think you're, it, it, well, that's interesting because I think in my I, opinion, I, I, could think be, you, I, I could be wrong, but you could be right too. So I'm looking up Oklahoma um, football scores over the course of the oh. year. So, uh, like, how much have they been able to put up? That's the other thing. We're looking at Oklahoma like they are the dogs of this four-person four yeah. or four-team fight. Um, they're 12-1, and one and they yeah. beat a bunch of ranked teams. So they put up 49 against Houston, 70 against South Dakota, 55 against Texas Tech, mm-hmm. 48 against UCLA, 45 against Kansas. This is a really – you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm with you. Yeah. They don't want to be in a shootout against LSU, mm-hmm. but – they. 52 against West Virginia, 41 in their only loss of the year to Kansas State. Like, they score points. 34 against Baylor, 42 against Iowa State, who we said is much better. Um, They can score. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, like, Baylor is the best defense they've played all year, hands down. And those were also their lowest offensive outputs. Totally. So it's just one of those things, like, like, the only thing I think... yeah. The only thing I think they have... In their back pocket is Jalen Hurts has that SEC experience. I think I think he's the X factor for me, and yeah. and this is I don't know. Like part of me just like X's and O's is like I'm not sure he can sling it with any of the other. I think he's four of the four quarterbacks I, be, I, in I terms of pure talent. Two. You think he's number two? Justin Fields. I, I understand Joe Burrow's is the Heisman Trophy winner. Sure, but. It has to. I'm, when I, we were coming from just straight raw talent, mm-hmm. like he left Ohio State because of Fields. Fair enough. You know. Okay. Um, Immediately, there um, you go. Um, he has an NFL type now. Of now, it, it, it's hard for me when I'm talking about just straight up talent. Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts is number two to me. Justin mm-hmm. Fields is one. Okay. Hurts is two. Burrows then Trevor Lawrence. 
Okay. Like, Trevor Lawrence has a lot of growing to still do. He's he's yeah. a, he's a Peyton Manning esque type quarterback, but he is not a Peyton Manning talent. Ta- yeah, 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 yeah. That's but that's yeah. Yeah. no, that's an he important just, distinction. It, it's good. just it's but he doesn't have the it factor like Fields yeah. does. Um, Fields being hurt is going to be a, a hard thing to overcome. The thing is though, but out of the four, Joel Burrows is the most NFL ready, and I think I it's got you. simply yeah. because he. Has a system, he's in an NFL system right now, mm-hmm. and he has adapted to it wonderfully. Yeah. The problem that I say is Joe Burrow, the reason I have Joe Burrow's talent lies number three on that list, is he's probably going to get drafted by the Bengals. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Poor who, guy. Who does he have to throw to? I, 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 and for those fan, NFL fans, I don't pay that much attention to the NFL yeah. because I think they're a bunch of brats. Um, but if AJ, if, if Green is still on that team, uh-huh. he's got Green to throw to. Mm-hmm. Does he have the offensive line like he like LSU is one of the best offensive lines in the in the, in the nation? Oh yeah. Like does Monsters. he have does he does the, do the Bengals have the offensive line to protect him? Do they have the weapons for him to throw to? Like like I mean for for LSU, I believe they had two receivers in the final four for the wide the Blinikoff. Blinikoff, yeah. Um, like. Is he going to have those yeah, types of you. weapons at his disposal? Now he is a good player. He's obviously a good player as a Heisman Trophy winner. Like it is, it take, but that doesn't always carry over. That's really interesting. To you know, so talent. without a doubt, I would say in terms of pure quarterbacking ability, mm-hmm. like just pure true quarterback, yeah, yeah. traditional. Uh, maybe I'm thinking NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I would put Hertz as four. Okay, but. In terms of football player, mm-hmm. I, he's one or two for me. Yeah, I mean, like, just when it comes to like that X factor yeah, for his matters. teams, he's he's what I say two. Yeah, two. Yeah, he's, I I think Fields. I'm if with he, you. If, if and 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 I almost would be willing to put him number one because Fields is hurt right now. If Fields wasn't hurt, mm-hmm. he is hands down the best he's athlete the best, on the field. Right. But he's hurt, but he still can make things happen. Like I mean, he still was able. He got rocked. He, you could see in the Wisconsin, the Big Ten championship game, he was on the. He was kind of nervous. You could tell he was really hesitant. He got rocked. He got punched right in the mouth those first few uh, 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 series mm-hmm. against Wisconsin. But then he was able to come back to what you know makes him him. Right. And he's he made that game happen. Yeah, he made that game right. move. I like. And him. I think Jalen Hurts has that same mentality. Like Jalen Hurts has taken some shots this year, and he gets right back up and he's like, okay, back to work, kind of a deal. Burrows, I don't know if he's been. Push like that. I know there was a play at the beginning of the year where I can't remember who they played. It might have been Tulane or something like that. It was it was a, it was a non-SEC team where he took a shot, and it, it was a popular clip. The players stood over him and just like I don't know if it was like they spit at him or they taunted him or whatever. But Joe Burrows is like on the ground trying to get up after taking this shot, mm-hmm. and this player, this defensive player, is just like running his mouth at him. And then from that game moving forward, Joe Burrows was a completely different person. Yeah, you knock know, something loose in him, whatever. But like, I like that. it's just one of those things. Like, I just it, this is an, these these two games are going to be super exciting. I don't think the Oklahoma LSU game is going to be a blowout, and if I do, I think it's only going to be a two score game, like a two score advantage. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be just a complete. And I could be one hundred percent wrong. LSU could just maybe beat the brakes off of them. Um, I I think that Clemson that Clemson Ohio State game is the game of the playoffs. Like like you said, I think that is the national championship game. But Whoever plays potentially LSU, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be another good game. That'll be a game for the ages. I for think. Sure. I think this is going to be the first year that the college football playoff is going to pan out in terms of viewership. Like, okay, it's going to be because in years past they've always said that like. 
the, the, the semifinal round games just haven't brought the viewership that they were yeah. hoping by expanding to the 14 playoff. Yeah. And I think this year in particular, this is going to be the year that they're going to be able to expand even further mm-hmm. into possibly down the road an 18 playoff. Okay, I'm with you. And I actually want to investigate that a little more. But before that needs we to happen, do, but anyways. I, I agree. I think it'd be so interesting for football. But um, I'm going to throw this in there just for if yeah. anyone's listening and thinking about this. Here, here's my two cents on Jalen Hurts. I, we've written a couple articles about him because yeah. I think he's so unique. Absolutely. He was, um, SC, first of all, I don't know if you know this, but he was a, like a powerlifting champion yeah. in high school, yeah. which I think is just that's awesome. Yeah. Kids need to hear that. Like, he, yeah. So this guy would squat and deadlift and move weight mm-hmm. and play quarterback. Yeah. Okay. He's, so he's big time in that way, and that's exciting to me. Um, he was uh, Offensive Newcomer of the Year in the SEC. His stats are unbelievable. I won't recite all this stuff, but um, we did a little digging right before. Uh, let's see. I mean, he's, what is it? He was a, a Heisman finalist. He was a Heisman finalist. SEC, national champion. SEC Player of the Year, National Champion, Big 12 Player of the Year. So okay, I'll just I'll recite yeah. this real quick for for those who aren't super familiar with just how good Jalen Hurts is. He threw for four thousand eight hundred sixty-one yards and forty touchdowns, uh, and rushed for eighteen ninety one thousand eight hundred ninety yards, another twenty-one touchdowns. He was SEC Offensive Player of the Year in two thousand sixteen. Um, all this stuff, and eventually, obviously, um, Tua yeah. took over, yeah. and his situation changed. But I, I don't know if people remember this. It was really important when it happened, I don't know if people remember this, he got benched, Yeah. got called back in the game against Georgia, this was last year. Yeah, when Tua got hurt. Exactly, when Tua got hurt, and, and won him the game. Yeah. And like, won him, won him the game. He could have checked out, he could have been bitter, but yeah. he was just like a team guy, and like you say, an X factor, that um, ultimately just continued to help his team at, even after he was on the bench, then he transferred. And then we, we mentioned Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. This, this is, so, Three consecutive years, his quarterback has been invited to the. He's been a Heisman finalist. Oh, Jalen, Jalen, did he go to? Yeah, he oh, was number. Good. Yeah, okay. he was Shoot. exactly. Good on so him. three, three consecutive years, it's unbelievable. And then let me look at this. So, and honestly, I think he was better than. At least you think he was better than Kyler Murray, stat wise. Yeah, I think that. I think oh, totally. Well, it all depends who you're up against. So yeah. if he wasn't against Burrow and, and um, yeah. Justin Fields, like, would have won. Then, then it's I also think that people just didn't want another Oklahoma quarterback to win. That so, would have been that, that crazy. Three in a row. Yeah. yeah, and there's so much is, is based on popular vote, yeah. right? Like these are yeah. humans voting. Yeah. This is not just pure stats. Yeah, yeah. There's no clear metric for it. But let's look at this. Okay, so he took over the, as at Oklahoma this year. 3,347 yards through the air, 1,217 on the ground, 49 total touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he came over and just like immediately took the lead and he uh, and this was I, I pulled those stats together before the final Baylor game he threw through for another 287 yards yeah. to score I mean he's just he is he is humble incredibly he kind of reminds me of like maybe a more talented in terms of um, like arm ability Tim Tebow yeah like not sure always how he gets it done because it's yeah. not traditional but no. he gets it done no. yeah you also talk about crazy stats. Uh, one of the ones that blows my mind still is Justin Fields' touchdown to interception radio. Yes, what is it? 40 to 1, I 40 think. 40 to 1. Like, <laughs> yeah. Plays yeah. It, of, of the four teams, has the toughest strength of schedule. Yeah. And has thrown one interception. That's unbelievable. For and sure. I remember watching the game he threw the interception. Yeah. You would have thought that like his world was ending. Like He was so upset about throwing the one interception he threw all year. 
Like, come on. Yeah. Like, it, I'm with you. And, and people people don't recognize that well enough. So th- there's a degree. So 40 touchdowns, a lot goes into play calling. The guy's yeah. got to catch yeah. the ball. Yeah. People have to block for you. But to not get picked off, that's incredible decision yeah. making yeah. and on field analysis. For his like, first gig. Yeah. Like, people don't understand either. Like, if he was at Georgia, he didn't play. Right. Right. Jake Fromm was the starter, still mm-hmm. is the starter. He rode the bench. This was his first foray into starting, got thrown right into the mix of the Big Ten, right. which I honestly think you can argue is one of the tougher conferences in college football. Say whatever Big Ten? Like, yeah. Like, no doubt. Just, this year, I, there's no doubt. Yeah. Right, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's one of those things. Like, it's just who they play day in and day out. Like, the SEC is tough. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think... Oh, yeah, that's the, that was right the there. one. I mean, he had a guy in his face, couldn't see the freaking receiver, and just yeah. was hoping that his guy would come down with it. But that was his one. And they and, and look at the score. Like, they're up 27 to 10. Most quarterbacks would be like, all right, next play. He was pissed he was that he pissed threw that it. interception. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, man, like the teams that they played and they beat, yeah. like, the Big Ten is one of the tougher conferences. I say it it's, it's, it's a 1A and 1B with the SEC. I don't I think, think so there's a clear cut. Because I think I agree. What is that, it? Is it the West that Alabama, LSU, and all those teams are in? Right. That that's yes. A, that is the tough part of the SEC. Sure. I don't like the East is getting better this year. Yeah. Because they have you know Florida is starting to come back. Mm-hmm. Georgia is always you know up there. Tennessee, if they could ever figure out how to play a full season, might eventually be back in the mix and stuff like that. But like you have the SEC Carolina, West, yeah. who is you know, well, South Carolina, who just like likes to sleep and just beat random people here right, and there. Right, they just knock folks off. But yeah. like you have the West, and I believe it's it's A&M, uh, Auburn, LSU, yeah. Alabama. Like those are no. It's a lot of the heavy hitters, at least well, in the current version. Like if, yeah. if Auburn would have run the table, I felt like they should have been in the playoff, no doubt. Like Auburn, I believe had yeah. the toughest strength of schedule of any college football team this year. Did they really? I believe they were the. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Texas A and M. Okay. So I'm I'm with you, and it's funny because not too long ago, not too long ago, I think SEC was just so far and away. I think it probably still is. Looking at this, like, but but here's why I think the transfer go- portal changed things. It did change things. It I changed agree. things dramatically, and that's what shifted it. Was once they allowed the transfer portal, players were able to leave at a whim's notice. Yeah, and it brought a little more parity to college football, which is a good thing. Agreed. Yeah, you need, and that's going back to the, the, the why I think they need an eighteen playoff. Yeah, I think it's to the point now where it warrants it. So, quick question before we get into that. Yeah, where does so do you watch any Pac ten football? I watched a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. I watched. Uh, I watched some of USC's games. Yeah. Um, I was really pulling for Washington or Washington State. I have a buddy, that, uh, sure. one of my, my my buddy Jack Canberra has a player that was really cool to watch. Went from like not recruited at all to the only offer he got was Washington State. And I also yeah. love Mike Leach. Yeah, he's uh, such, Mike Leach he's, just cracks he's me up. So I was hoping yeah. the the Pac-12 would have done more this year than they did. They yeah. started out promising. I think they had four or five teams ranked. Yeah, and then by halfway through the season, they're all gone except I mean, for like two. two I think three. Oregon is good. But you cannot, at two losses, no, you can't no, make a case for no, them. No, um, I, I was thinking about this. So where, to, to go toward the strength of the, the Big Ten schedule, where do you think Utah would finish in the Big Ten? I think they still, if, it depends on what division they were in. I think they're, I agree. If they, if they would have been in that, what is it, I, it's not leaders and legends anymore. Is it, they, yeah. they just do an east and west now. I'm looking it up. Because I think like Indiana is the dividing yeah. line. The east state of west, Indiana. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, like I think um, I think Utah is really good. I think Utah, if they would have been in the East, but, would have been the East representative. I don't think they would have been able to beat Michigan, Ohio State, 
Michigan State, yeah. all in the same season. I don't think so. So let's see how it's divided. So the East would be, yeah. So they so they couldn't beat the, the, the East. Indiana. They, they, they would. I don't think they would have won either one. That's my take. I don't know. Maybe man. the West. So are you saying oh, West? I'm sorry. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, though. Yeah. The, the the Purdue. So they got. Indiana. They would have to go the East. They'd have to go through Penn State, that's Ohio I mean. State, yeah, Michigan, yeah. Michigan State. That's Ohio a State, that's like, a no. tough. That's tough. I think like I hate to say it like it's it's it's. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. I mean, that's pretty good. Though. That's it, they are. I want, okay, so just let's do this. And they only Utah, two of them. Utah goes into a Final Four against those three schools. I think they come out. You think they beat them all? I think so. The only reason here's Wisconsin's my, the only like they're they're, they're like Wisconsin is weird to me. They're weird. They're like, Jonathan down. Taylor is probably one of the best college running backs we're ever going to see. Yeah, but like you didn't hear about them. They're so under the radar. Yeah, you didn't they're, hear about yeah, them at all. Like. <clears throat> well, know, you can't lose to Illinois because, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Jesus, you lost to Lovey Smith. I know. For crying out loud. Because here's the only reason why I think Utah doesn't come out clean. I think they would, if they play, I think if Utah plays Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa, I think they get two losses. And here's why. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I saw, I only watched one game, so this is totally unfair for me to be honest. <laughs> but what I saw was Oregon's, I watched the Pac-12, 10, uh, Pac-12 championship. Oregon's defensive line Dismantled yeah, yeah, Utah's yeah. offense. Like, like they were pushed. Like they were moving them all over the place. Utah, I'm from, not sure they could hang with some of the. From the two games I saw, Utah cannot play up tempo. Okay. They ever played a tempo offense or a yeah. tempo team? Period. Which I, Oregon is definitely. Yeah. Couldn't handle it. Like, and that was that was I was shocked. So I was actually in Salt Lake City uh, for the American Open final with my weightlifting team the weekend of the pack. Oh wow! Cool game, uh, championship game. It was actually kind of funny. So the game I think was Friday night, and that sounds I right. was driving. I don't know where I was Friday. Oh, I was coming back from getting a tattoo, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. And there were signs that got put up on the highway coming in and out of Salt Lake City. Congrats, Utah, 2019 Pac-12 champions. And no, they just lost the game. And it was just—it was, oh, it was, no. it was obviously some company that doesn't know anything about football. Just yeah, kind of yeah, just yeah. assumed that it was a done deal, whatever. Oh, and it was—and from talking to people that were huge Utah fans, they flat out said like Utah could not handle the tempo of Oregon. And anybody that's ever seen Oregon play, because they've been on the national scene for a while there, and yeah. Oregon is all tempo. Like they, they, they was do, it Pac-12 South champions? Maybe. Yeah, they were. Yeah. No, 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 no. The sign said there were memes made about it. Oh, like man. it was just it was they, they just was, premature yeah, yeah. premature congratulations 2019 Pac-12 champions and I was like oh wow I remember seeing one of them apparently there were two of them at like opposite ends of the highway yeah and I saw the one as I was like going to my Airbnb and I was like oh man like that's gonna suck to wake up two in the morning and have to take that down like yeah, it's just awesome. one of those things like um but yeah like USC was they were they were a disappointment like everybody had high hopes for them like I'm glad they kept their coach uh, yeah. Most likely because I didn't want Urban Meyer going there. Because um, I don't want Notre Dame to have to deal with an Urban Meyer coach USC No, team. that would be freaking uh, brutal because yeah, USC no. would win a national championship. No, no. They, Get for out sure. of here. USC, you, you need your, your time sitting on the back burner. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, or, and we're both in the strength field. Yeah. So I'm like, what, what I couldn't help but notice, and I actually, we put up a, a very brief article on yeah. uh, uh, Beyond Strength about it, was USC just looked or excuse me, uh, Oregon looked bigger, faster, stronger. Always, always. They were, they were yep. taking it to yep. him. Yep. Oregon, it, like, Oregon's strength coach has been featured. He's a, he's a well-known guy, stuff yeah. like that. Um, you see, like, every time you see Sorenex post about their weight room, like, they have, have you seen yeah. that facility? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. 
it's just one of those things like I don't know man it yeah and, that, and like you said it goes back to like that, that that push for the 18 playoff I think what they need to do is they need to go to an eight uh, uh, an 18 playoff power five oh, don't start, so I'm start with that mustache yeah. crap um, uh, yeah the power five conference of champions mm-hmm. all get a buy or not buy all get a bid yeah into the playoff you do two at large and then the last spot is a non-power five uh, spot automatically reserved. Yeah. And I'm talking about like the, the what is it, the AAC? Or yeah, like, um, like Boise State or, or yeah. Kind of like, can we give a shout out to Appalachian State this year? Yeah. What did they win? Uh, Dude, uh, Appalachian uh, State. 11 and two this year. From when they were one double A yeah. until now, that is one of the, probably the most winningest programs right. around. And I mean, they, they, they've hung in there with the big boys and they won a bowl game this year. Yeah. Like, it was their first bowl game win, their first time in a bowl game, which is throwing stuff. Yeah. Getting all excited. Uh, but yeah, like, and I, so I feel like a team like them, yeah. or Boise, or in the past years when UCF was the co-national champions or whatever, right, they, right. Like, so yeah. this is this is from this is not this year. This is a previous year, yeah. and I remember thinking this was so cool. Um, last year, the hypothetical from last year would have been Alabama and Washington. Washington. So there's SEC yeah. versus Pac-12. Yeah. Georgia, who was a one-loss SEC, yeah. versus Oklahoma, Big was 12 Big champs. Yep. Notre Dame. Ohio State, so Big Ten and independent, uh, Clemson obviously, and then who went on to win it, yeah. and then UC, and there's the case for it. It's like yeah. uh, UCF, who had gone, was it two years undefeated, pretty much. Yeah, they were they had gone undefeated for two years yeah. and knocked off. We we were just talking up Auburn, how good they were. Yeah, yeah. They beat Auburn in the bowl game. Yeah, uh, they deserve at least a to get a crack, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think I think eventually, and I think this year is going to prove it. Like you have yeah. four equally good teams. Last year, Notre Dame did not help the freaking playoff at all. They got the brakes beat off of them. Oklahoma got the brakes beat off of them. Like, those semifinal games were not fun to watch. Um, Unfortunately. This year, I feel like the semifinal games are going to be close. They're going to be competitive. And then you're going to see some of these other bowl games. Like, I'm excited to see the Oregon-Wisconsin game. I think that was going to be a good game. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, uh, I think Auburn is going to sleep on their game. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're playing – I was just looking at these the other day. Uh, I can't remember who Auburn's playing right now. I think Georgia's going to... Well, here's... So I just found that this is the one from Bleacher Report, okay. the hypothetical for this year. The uh, it'd been the quarterfinal would be LSU versus Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. That'd be an interesting... It's a game to watch, at least. I'd be interested in watching that. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma, Georgia. That, that would be feels a, like that'd a, be a great cool game. college football game. Yeah. That feels like a... Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. And then Clemson, Oregon. Actually, that, kind of interesting. That would Some be a, speed that would on be the a field. Fast game. Yeah. Like you, that'd be one of those where you like you blink and you're gonna miss something. Right. Totally. Ohio State, Baylor. That would have been another good game. Baylor's too. under the radar. Really. Yeah. yeah. You know, like if, if they didn't have to go through Oklahoma twice, Baylor's in this conversation. Agreed. That's yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, and yeah. So I mean, those are the eight, I guess. Yeah. So that's it's, it's it's interesting for sure. Like it makes and the thing people need to understand too about the college football playoff at the end of the day it's about money. They don't yeah. want the teams in there that aren't going to bring a fan base. Right. Like that's why that number four slot that's was right. so like up totally. in air because you had Utah who travels well. You had Oregon who was going to travel well. You had mm-hmm. Baylor who was going to travel well. You had Oklahoma who was going to travel well. Of yeah. those four, Baylor was the least wanted by the committee. They were really hoping right, Oklahoma right, right, was right. going to win that game. That's right. Because they're like, we don't want to have to put Baylor in the playoff. Like, they want teams that are going to fill the stands and put butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have four There's powerhouses. No like, Clemson is going to travel because, for crying out loud, they're the defending national champions. Yeah. 
LSU, SEC, they're going to be there. You know, like the whole SEC seems to rally behind their front runner, yes. no matter who it is. Yeah. And then you have Ohio State. Ohio State, in and of itself, has probably one of the best traveling fan bases there is. It's oh, also rabbit. Big Ten. It's also Big yeah. Ten. Like Big Ten's going to travel. And then you have Oklahoma, who is just a national powerhouse. They're going to bring people to the stadium. So, like at the end of the day, and honestly, like people can say whatever the hell they want. That's why Notre Dame was number three last year. Like yeah. their fan base travels, and they were undefeated. Like. Yeah, that, that that played a factor in. Yep. Strength Pe- schedule. I, you know what? I, I I feel bad for Notre Dame because they too they they are overhyped sometimes all the time because they have an incredible they were tradition. Over, they were overhyped this year. Yeah, they when were. People, when people were like, "Oh, number ten starting off," I'm like, "What? Why?" Yeah. Like, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Like, and next year is uh, next year is going to be a tough season for them. I think yeah. they play they play Wisconsin, they play Clemson, they play. Uh, God, I can't even remember who else they play. They have like two or three games. Uh, they have USC again on their schedule. I think they have Michigan State back on the schedule this year. Yeah. Um, they might play Michigan again. I mean, Michigan beat the brakes off though. I was not expecting. No, that I don't game. think anybody was. No. That was a big. That was a big win for Michigan. Stupid khaki pants. <laughs> well, it's funny. It, it's just. It's so interesting. Um, I. I mean, our standard for what success looks like yeah. is so variable. Yep. Meaning, okay, so here's Notre Dame. What's Notre Dame's record this year? They're ten and two. Yeah. And, and we're talking about how they're overhyped. That's one of those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how many teams would do anything for a 10-2 and two record uh, and go to a bowl game? Right. Yeah, but that's, when that's you, amazing. But when you have a, uh, an alumni right. bowl, uh, base like they do, like, yeah. they expect more. They expect more. Uh, that's true. Like, I mean, they beat Virginia. It was a good team. They, like, the, the game that they were expected to win, they won. Yeah. The yeah. games that they Tied were... Tied to USC. The USC game was weird, man. Like they Notre Dame takes halves off, and that's what they did. I'm not gonna lie to you. Georgia was the game. I like yeah. if you would have flipped the Georgia and the Michigan scores, I would have accepted that result. I thought hmm. Georgia was gonna beat the brakes yeah, off yeah, yeah. them. I did not think they were gonna be like because at the time of the game, Notre Dame had like the I think it was like two hundred. They were ranked two hundredth against the run, really? and Georgia had the number one run rush offense in the in the country at the time of the game. And if yeah. you would have told me that game would have been a, right. a one-score uh, game, really I would have been like, yeah, five points. In, in Athens. Mm-hmm. Like, no thanks. But anyways, back to, the, team, points. Back yeah. to the teams that matter. Yeah. Uh, it, dude, I, all right, so I'm going to ask you. Yes. Who you got playing in the national well, championship? Well, I, I was going to say, this is we're at that time because yes. Capital One is going to kick us out here in a second. All right. Um, so we've got – Let's. I'm going to find times on these too. Uh, the What's My Call game is – Saturday, right? Yeah, I think they're both Saturday, I think. No. Let me look this up. Are they different days? I don't know. Horrible. We're doing a podcast about the college football playoff and we can't tell you what time. Well, we don't we're not we don't get paid by any of these. We got day jobs, people. Yeah. Even though I'm on break. <laughs> Alright, let's see. So the exact time so people can tune into this stuff. So Saturday, December twenty eighth. Uh, Oklahoma takes on LSU at three PM. I'm sure oh, this is central time, okay. So Oklahoma LSU at 3 p.m. Clemson Ohio State at seven. Uh, all right. So do we want to predict scores too, just for fun? You go we can right. come you back to these. First, I got. I have my scores. All right. Um, OU versus LSU. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my prediction is that uh, is that Oklahoma plays the game of their lives. I don't think they have a shot at a national championship. Mm-hmm. I think they have a shot at making it close against LSU. Mm-hmm. And I think they will. I think they will. 
Okay. I think they'll make it closer than people think, and I think Jalen Hurts will cement himself as one of the best college football players, All right. period. That's okay. what I think. I think he's going to rush for two scores, okay. and I think he's going to pass for two. Okay. okay, so we're looking at, and I think everything's going to be clean. I'm going to call this, I'm going to say, hmm, it's not going to be that close. I changed my mind. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 41-31 LSU. I think there would be a lot of points. We're close. We're close. I'm saying 45-21 LSU. 41-30. Okay. You said what? 45-21 45-21. All right. Now, the uh, Clemson-Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. Ohio State with their starting quarterback. Not out, but injured. Let's take a quick look here. Mm-hmm. Like we said, Clemson only, I'm on USA Today, they only have one person listed. They have a, a, a young linebacker listed yeah. as out. Uh, Ohio State has their Heisman candidate quarterback and a bunch of, let's see, a lot of little things. Mm-hmm. Arm injury, bothered by a leg injury, not out, but look out, they look a little banged up here. Yeah. Okay, so Ohio State. Versus Clemson. What do you got? We got to invert it now. Okay. You go first. I'm going 31-28 Clemson. Ooh, okay. I just, man, like, defense. Like, it, it, Clemson just plays team football. Yeah. I, I want Ohio State to win. I want to root for them. Every mm-hmm. time I do, they just blow it. Really? And so I'm hoping that I'm just going to continue with Clemson, and they're going to go. Because when they were playing Alabama and they won a national championship with a third-string quarterback, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way in hell Ohio State's going to do anything. And they won the whole thing. So I'm hoping the same thing goes, but I'm going to pick Clemson. I, th- like, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, Clemson is the man. So I'm going 31-28 Clemson. Okay. All right, so this is – I have to add a little bit of uh, psychology into this. Yeah. I think I actually like Clemson. Yeah. I think Debo does things. Yeah. Uh, I think he's the new sort of coach. Yeah. I think he's saving, but he also really appreciates like he wants people to have fun. Yeah. He wants uh, teammates to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. Tough as nails. Yeah. But yeah. doesn't mean you can't take care of each other. He's, I, I think he's got some good stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's probably similar enough at Ohio State as well. But you mentioned something early on that I think is going to play a factor, and that is uh, Fields is unbelievable production-wise, um, but he is in his first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the head coach is in his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, they've played in big games, but they haven't played in a big game like this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going, I'm going to say 31-28 Clemson. Okay, cool. Taking my so, Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I can't, co- I can't copy exactly. You can. Damn it. You can. Just a close game. All right, you ready? I'll tack a field goal on there. Right, so 34-28. Right, right. <laughs> Just so we can uh, actually wager. Yeah. Done. And right. honestly, you get the good coach bowl. I love both coaches. Like, yeah. Edward yeah, yeah, yeah. is just holy Toledo. Like, he's just your down-home, like, yeah. good old boy. He is. But I love Davos Swagger. Like, I love Davos, he's, man. He's cocky, but he's not a jerk about it. You know what I like? Okay, so look, this is important. These guys, these are four unbelievable coaches, yeah. I think, too. Yeah. 
man. Could we could be look if, if all of them stay at the college level for long enough. This is going to be a repeat theme. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be a theme. Like all four of them are going to be in the mix every year. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, if he stays, Oklahoma is always going to be in the mix. Yeah, Ed Orgeron's not. He's already said like this yeah. was his dream job from the yeah, get go yeah. to be coaching in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a Louisiana guy. Like he just he's got nowhere he wants to go. Yeah. Like, he loves this. He loves gumbo. Like he just, I, I love every time he says the word gumbo. And he, and, and and for crying out loud, they said who makes the best gumbo, and he said it's Ma. Like come on now, like you can't like. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, this, this is gonna be a great game. Yeah, he was born in, on the bayou. Yeah, of course he was. It's called the a town in the bayou, uh, La Forche and La Forche Parish. I don't even. Cage, right. He's Cajun descent. This there is his home. Yeah, so they're gonna, uh, there's going to be a statue to him outside that stadium. There sure. is, oh, absolutely. Uh, and so for that reason, I think LSU is the complete team. Okay. I'm taking LSU. I think they're going to win. Man, I'm going to go 42-31. Oh, LSU. man, big. LSU. Okay, uh, so. I don't think it's going to be like. Past years were a little bit more defensive struggle. I think Clemson is – I just think they're going to fall short. I don't think they have enough overall firepower mm-hmm. to keep up with LSU. And plus, honestly, like, LSU has had the storybook year. Like, they just yeah. – you you can't write an ending better than them winning. And I'm almost positive the national championship game is in Louisiana. I think it's at the Sugar Bowl. I'm almost positive. And even if it's not, I don't care. <laughs> I think they're playing in the Superdome. Uh, or whatever. Uh, I'm almost positive. Looks like it's in. Uh, almost. Like, I'm wrong. I lied. That's all right. Doesn't matter. Oh, that was last year. That was last. No, oh, that's this year. 2018. No, no, that'll be. It'll be 20 by then. There we go. Yeah. All right, we gotta get the answer to this. Good thing I'm not a math teacher. <laughs> it is a new one. It's in the Superdome. Yep. Okay. So there we go. We're gonna end it with LSU winning in New Orleans, and here's the deal: like it's gonna be like when the Saints won the Super Bowl. It's gonna yeah. be Mardi Gras all over again. I think so too. And Ed Orgeron is just gonna get drunk on gumbo, um, and we're gonna have Broadway Joe 2.0. Oh no! I mean, come on now. Here's what I think. Um, I hate to say it, but I think it's gonna be even more. Uh, I think it's gonna be a bigger divide than that. Okay. Barring injury, I think it's gonna be 34-17 LSU. Whew. I think they're gonna kick it up a notch. I wouldn't be surprised, man. 34-17. That's it. I just, I like Trevor, like Trevor Lawrence has already played this game. Like, I, that's, I know. That's, that's, that's true. That's, that's the true. biggest reason. I, and I'm not trying to convince you to change your mind. I'm just saying that's why I think it's going to be closer. Yeah. And I think they're going to score. Trevor Lawrence has already been here once before. He knows what to do. Even though he was a freshman, like, I just yeah. don't. Think, You're right. I just don't think he's been tested. And I think LSU yeah. is going to be the first time like, I feel like LSU is going to provide them the first opportunity where they're going to have to play behind. Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to know what to do. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think – and I already feel bad betting against Clemson because, like I said, right. I think they do things right and they've they got do. a lot of amazing talent. But, they're um, going to be back next year. I, they'll be back. Like, they'll be back. You're not going to be able to knock them out. Like, th- this is not going to be a one-and-done for Clemson. No. And especially if Trevor Lawrence comes back. Yeah, the talk is he's gonna be back, right? They, well, they they keep saying they they said he's undecided. I think he's. Gonna, I mean, I don't. He'd be dumb to not, not come back. Like I he's feel like gotta come back. If he comes back, he's gonna be a Heisman front runner. He especially finished seventh this year. I don't think that's okay with him. I think no, but I'm saying that, especially yeah. if he brings them like if he brings them all the way through another undefeated season back to the playoff. Like he's gotta be in the Heisman talk next year, no doubt. And as a junior, like for crying out loud, if like you go to the college football playoff with one loss in your career, all right, buddy. If that's close, 
if the final game is close, I bet it'll like keep okay. the taste in his mouth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it'd be great. But yeah, that's my. I think LSU is just going to finish the storybook. The right. I think way. so too. And it'd be, it'd be great, man. All right, so we both have LSU. In fact, we, the winners were LSU for both of us. Clemson. I mean, unanimous on that. The yeah. point divides are not very much. So, um, how are we going to decide the end of? The, we're going to have to figure out point differential. We're going to have to find a way for tiebreakers, though. Find a way for tiebreakers. Yeah. I mean, we we'll figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. But um, all right, I like it. What else you got? Anything to put a cap on this? Well, I feel like this has been the most excited college football season that I can recall to date. I, it's been pretty cool. There's been I follow a couple different pages on Instagram yeah. that post stuff, and yeah. it's just been fun this year watching. Yeah, like, and that's the thing is like honestly, usually about October, mm-hmm. I would say I check out, but usually by that time Notre Dame's done. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But it has just been some exciting stuff. There's like, been some cool stuff. For, yeah. for one school to send three Heisman Trophy finalists, like, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, especially three people, essentially, who the year before were kind of unknown. Yeah. Um, and then, who, you know, who was the third? Uh, Jalen Smith, the defensive end. Well, those were, so there was, there was two. I, I'm sorry, I count Joe Burrows. He started out at Ohio. Oh, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. He sent gotcha. three Heisman finals. Gotcha, like, that's like, crazy. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love Joe Burrows' story. Like, literally, totally. was contemplating, like, just stopping altogether until he decided to go to LSU, play for Ed Orgeron. Like, I don't know. Like I said, Ed Orgeron's got some sort of voodoo magic going on to he be able does, to convince man. him to come down to the SEC, put him in a hostile environment, and say, we're going to win. You're the person to do it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's been a fun college football year to watch. Like, I, I like, uh, just, yeah, man, this is, this is the first year in a while I've paid attention, like, horn to horn, like, with college football, just watching the teams go. That's why I texted you. I was like, hey, man, we got to do this. Like, this I love fun. it. No, fun. I agree. I, I, I think. Yeah. I've paid more attention this year than yeah. others, and I think yeah. I think you're right. All right, so um, because we always got to be about the right things, here's the hypothetical, even if it's just for, for yeah. usage there. Um, you have to build a college football program yeah. uh, anchored on two things. What are those two things? Ooh. Uh, good humans. has to be good humans. Good humans. Especially all this nonsense going on with Antonio Brown right now. Um, I hate totally. the, I hate the fact that he is probably going to end up with a job. And, Isn't that unbelievable? And strictly from a working with kids standpoint, mm-hmm. it's not teaching anybody anything if he gets yeah. a job. I yeah. think if the, if the NFL knows what's good for them and what's yeah. good for their image, they don't let him get a job this year. Could you Possibly imagine year. that? You're, that's so right. I think all, about the message that sends from the NFL to all, all the youth. All it teaches kids is that you can be a garbage human being. Yeah. Right. And throw as many tamper tantrums and throw as many yeah. people under the bus as possible. Yeah. But as long as you can play, you're always going to have a job. Like that doesn't teach these kids coming up anything. You know, I'm with you. And you know what? Here's what I think. I think there needs to be enough. I, I'm with you on that. I think I, I would do character human beings mm-hmm. first. Um, and, and I'll say that and I'll come right back to Antonio. Yep. But like I think that all the stuff that we've been talking about, we were talking about nuance. The talent, if you put everyone in the final four on the clock – 40 times, pro agility times, all that kind of stuff. You, you couldn't pick which one was which. No. If you took the names and jerseys away from them, they're all so freaking talented. Yeah, so what is the differentiating factor? It comes down to stuff like that. I think one of two things is going to happen, I, or I think one thing should happen. One is uh, Antonio Brown won't get a job. Like you said, I think that'd be really good for the NFL. He's, he's down but, in New Orleans right now. I know. but Or someone picks him up. And either does a, a good job, maybe it's Sean Payton, sort of rehabilitating him, maybe, or 
you Sean Payton takes him, that whole thing gets you know the gears get gummed up because they got a yeah. bad presence in the locker room, and it's just one more example of like why this yeah. stuff doesn't work. I just I think, and I'm a nobody. I'll be the first to admit that, but like I don't think Antonio Brown is salvageable as a person. I really don't. He might be. Uh, yeah. I mean, between the laws that he's broken, like if Belichick wants nothing to do with you, yeah. and look how many players Belichick has actually rehabbed. Like yeah. if Belichick didn't want nothing to do with you, that should be a clear cut sign to the NFL. Like we should probably That's distance it. ourselves from this person. But it is what it is. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. Though. So, You're right. so so good humans at the end of the day, which honestly yeah. is the reason I picked LSU. So going into this, when I first messaged you that we mm-hmm. need to do this, I yeah. had Ohio State win it. Okay. What changed my mind? Yeah, what was it? Joe Burrow's Heisman speech. Yeah. If you have not watched Joe yeah, Burrow's yeah. Heisman speech, the whole thing, not just the part where he starts crying, yeah. the entire thing. First thing he does, thanks his offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like, Jiminy Christmas. Like, yeah, he it, gets it. Like, it, it's, it's one of those things, like, the guy gets it, and that comes from Warjohn. Mm-hmm. Like, it probably also comes from Meyer and, probably, all, and anybody sure, else. Sure, he's has probably had a lot of good mentors in his life. Like, but Orgeron, mm-hmm. that, that's Orgeron, like, through and through. So, like, yeah. if I'm building a team, good human beings, first and foremost, that is, like, high above everything else. And then, honestly, after that, it just comes down to quality over quantity practices. Plain and simple. Like, okay, just, yeah. It's just focusing on the little things. That's what they do. That's what the, all these successful programs do. They focus on the little things and build from there. That's mm-hmm. why Saban is as good as he is. That's why, you know, Lou Holtz was as good as he was. And and you get all these, like, Bear Bryant. Like, now Bear Bryant had his own issues back in the day and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the core of it, when it came down to it, they focused on the little things. So you just, you got to make sure you get good humans in your program. Focus on building you know, from the basics, from that build that foundation from the ground up with good humans. Those are the two things that if I was building a college football program from the start, and I don't care if it takes me five years to get it. Sure. The problem is right. in this day and age, you don't get that long. Totally. You, get, you get two, three years max. Well, that's and where it I, all gets and I, and I wish, messed up, I think. Yeah. I wish the NCAA would put some sort of rule in that you hire a coach, you got to give him four years. Give him, give him, you he's got to see one recruiting class through right. unless he breaks something. It's not rule. even that, but like yeah. you've got to, you need the time to get rid of the yeah. old regime's players. Totally. And, I, and I hate saying it like that, but like some of these coaches that like catch, you know, you know a little like flash in the pants, like and, and move on and, and then like after two years they're gone and have yeah. another program. Like Brian Kelly, like he built programs up. Yeah. That's why he was able to, now I don't agree with how he has jumped ship. Sure. Like I'll be the first one to say this. Like I don't like how he is at Notre Dame. Like. Mm. In what um, way? So. Uh, we had Charlie Weiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was a coach or two before Brian Kelly. I can't remember. But Brian Kelly uh, talks during the alma mater. Yeah. Like, he is not bought in. He the is full there, he's culture. there for himself. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm, I, I think he's there for himself. Right. Yeah. Charlie Weiss, I remember very distinctly. And this is what I had so much respect for him, was he would be getting interviewed. And he literally would stop an interview and be like, I can't talk right now. They're about to play the alma mater. And then he would just walk away. Yeah. And then he would come back and do his finishes interviews and stuff like that. Charlie or uh, Brian Kelly would sit there and just talk and yeah. talk and talk and talk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, shut up! Like you're there That's for fair. the kids. You're not there for you. And I, there are a lot of coaches like like Orgeron is a player's coach. Like how yeah. many times do you see him at the end of the game, arms around like oh like, yeah, and totally. just, just he's one laughing of them. it up yeah. with them like. There was a press if, if they needed to, if someone went down, he could come in and play left guard. Right. Yeah, too. But there, there, was, there was a press conference where like he's getting interviewed and stuff like that, and the players are whooping and hollering after a game. And he, oh, yeah, and yeah. he goes and he goes, mm-hmm. 
Hey, there's Mario trying to talk to everybody. I'll shut up. Like, I'm excited too. I'm going to celebrate with you in a minute, but just let me yeah. finish. Yeah. And then he comes back out and he's laughing. And then he's That's like, the way he does it. I'm going to go with my players. Like, and he goes yeah. running the back. And you know he's in there, like, doing the right. goofy dances, like Matt Brown dancing with UNC when they totally. were like, the Mac is back and all that stuff. Like, those, it's just, so, yeah, it's just. That's the kind that. of stuff that speaks volumes to me. Like, Orgeron's got staying power. Lincoln Riley's got staying power. Lincoln Riley's not the exuberant coach that you want, but, like, he's winning. Yeah. He's doing it. He must he, be doing something right. But I'm sure he, obviously he even is. though he's not as outward about it, I bet he, it, it feels to, like he's got good relationships with To step with into a program like Oklahoma with as yeah. much tradition totally. as they have and continue that tradition almost with, like, no hiccups no. whatsoever. It's like, pretty amazing. That that speaks volumes of him as a coach. To come from, I mean, he was at what was he at Oregon State before? And like, where he was, yeah. I maybe. believe he was at Oregon State before. I mean, and like Oregon State had a couple good years, but they were not like a national power while he was there. No. And for him to be able to just come right back into, you know, the fold at Oklahoma, who was a powerhouse, who was winning year after year with Stoops, and then like Lincoln Riley just carried that tradition on and had three Heisman finalists back to back to back years. Like that says something about him as a coach as well. And Dabo Sweeney, like we've already talked about, I love his swagger. I love his guy. The the chirp he made at the SEC announcer guy. What do he say? Um, the guy pretty much was just like giving Dabo a hard time, saying that the ACC is garbage. He doesn't blah blah blah. blah. And pretty much Dabo was like, I don't seek the opinions of somebody I didn't ask advice from. And hmm. so that was pretty much like his chirp back was pretty much just like, <laughs> yeah. you're not you're not somebody yeah. I respect, so until you are, like your opinion doesn't matter to me. So like I, I love that. That was the ultimate like I mean slow clap for Dabo. That guy knows what he's about, knows what he yep. wants, and and we talked about setting boundaries yep. earlier. Yeah, that that feels yep. like a good way to do yep. it. And Ohio State does just I feel like I feel like Ohio State, if there is not a program that doesn't just bleed culture. I know. When it comes to their football program. I don't know about their other sports, but their football program. Like, I mean, you can think about, think about how many different coaches they've had there that have they've been at mm-hmm. the forefront. Like, yes, they've had Urban Meyer. Yes, they've had Jim Tressel. Yes, they've that had Woody. That is really you know, interesting. Woody Hayes and all that. Back like, in the day, it's right. Just, but, like, it doesn't matter. It's the school. Yeah. It's the administration. Yeah. It's the culture. Like, you come to the Ohio State University you're there to do something special. You know what's interesting about that? I agree. Uh, Notre Dame, incredible history, 10 win seasons. Yeah. They, they're very relevant still, even yeah. though they're not like at the absolute pinnacle. Um, but they have had some down years. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, when they got put on probation, people think of, the, in the modern era, in the last 10 years, people know Alabama as dominant. Yeah. There was a time where Alabama was you know, very, very Before middle Before Saban got low. there. Yeah. What was it? Because uh, uh, there was a ban, and I don't know. I, Shula's I kid, Mike Shula. Is that who it was? Could not get them to win. Couldn't get it. So some of the stuff that these guys, that speaks volumes about the coaches. Um, I I agree with you. I think Ohio State has attracted incredible coaching, but um, it's a system-wide thing. And this is something that has, I I think about it all the time. I think back because I played small college football Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the recruiting game at the small college level is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you the cynicism um, for some people who I actually really care a lot about fellow alumni sometimes are like, well, it's hard for me to recruit until before they do well. I don't think they realize that like, which is, I think it's nonsense. I think you recruit so they do well. If you are an Ohio State alum, you are up year, down year, you are all Ohio State and it's a community-wide thing that enhances that football team. I mean, case in point, what was it? I think it was Maryland. They just hired... Ohio State's defensive coordinator or something. Is Is that that what it was? They they hired one one of their coordinators. And within two weeks of being there, he turned four 
four and five star recruits from other schools to Maryland. Brought them over to Maryland. And like that's recruiting. Players. That is there's something that that coach said to those players that's yeah. like, okay, here we go, kind of a deal. And it's just like one of those deals, like the fact too that Urban Meyer took the Ohio State job while they were on probation. Right. And the year they were not college football eligible playoff, he said, we're still gonna beat everybody's butt. Yeah. We're gonna let them know how good we yeah. are and what they're in for next That's year. That's a crazy and then, year. Yeah. Like they, they went through. I think they went undefeated that year. They went undefeated. It was like an and unofficial then, national championship because they yeah, weren't yeah, eligible yeah. to play. In. And then the next year, they freaking won the national championship yeah. with a third string quarterback. Yes. Cardell Jones was the third yes. stringer. Yeah, and he lit up Alabama. And I can't yeah. remember who. That, maybe it was Clemson. They played in the first round. I don't remember who it was mm-hmm. they played, but they beat the. I don't break. know if they had the playoff. No, they was it the first year of the playoff? I think. First or second year? Yeah, uh, I think it was the first year because then um, the year after is when Clemson won. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when they won with uh, 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 what's his face? I want to say Watkins, but that's not his name. Yeah, Deshaun Watkins. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so they beat Oregon in the national championship game yeah, yeah. in 2015. Yeah. yeah, I mean they beat the brakes off everybody they played with. A and they beat quarter. Alabama right before that. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. Like I just like that's awesome. That when it comes to coaching and stuff like that, it just it's just it comes down to just your attitude man like you've got to like i mean we see a lot of these you, you see it probably as much as i do i hate hearing local high school football coaches be like we just can't get the kids motivated no no no. that's your job like that is your job as the yeah. coach like you don't have kids enough kids that bench press 315 pounds who cares right like i mean i yeah it's just one of those things like i oh man no that's right i, I that's um We've got the right people in place at the top of the game for college football. I and think that's so. why I, and that's why I enjoy college football so much more than the NFL. Night and day. I will watch college yeah. football all day long. The totally. NFL, I have it on in the background, yeah. but I'm doing something else. Yeah. When college football is on, I can't get anything done because I am so invested in the game, in what's going on, all the little side stories. That's why I love the fact that Pat McAfee is doing announcing. Like, yeah, he admits I don't know plays, I don't know the players, this and stuff. Yeah. But he's just got those little ins and yeah, outs yeah. of what goes into the game, and that's the kind of stuff that I enjoy. And I feel like that just plays out so much more with college football than the NFL. Do you think this could be a podcast all its own? It know itself. But one of the reasons that I'm concerned about pay- players being paid in a traditional sense. I know. Well, I think it's a big discussion. I think it's a necessary one. I just don't think it's as direct as people think. I think it's a really complicated build out. And the reason is, well, I think I know part of where you stand. Yeah. So let me throw this in there. Well, I think. I'll try to keep mine as brief as possible. Okay, fair enough. Well, so I think, I think that these guys need to be compensated. Better. Agreed. But I think it's a really hard thing. So I think folks are sitting at home being like. You know, the coach gets this much money, the school gets that much money, that means the kid needs to get X. I, that's really, I don't think that's how it should work. I think it's, it, it's really, it, the, the rollout would be very complicated. I think, here's what I do believe. The stories of guys not having enough money to eat well and stuff like that, that has to go away. Agreed. So that needs to... They're making you that much money, take care of them. Whatever the stipend is to like push that up to not only should you live but live well during your time in college cuz I'll tell you the you know 
I really do believe that, that if college football is the, the, sort of the last opportunity these guys have to be educated before they go out into the real world, then you should do the job of educating them. So I do think that education, like actual education, yep. a potential degree, yep. Yep. is valuable to a degree. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's sufficient alone. Agreed. You know, so um, I don't think you can say Jalen Hurts. You know, you get your degree, mm-hmm. even Steve, like mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But I, but I also think it starts to get really complicated beyond that. So for example. Um, Ohio, you play for Oklahoma. Every one of those guys should eat well, be well rested. They should take care of just about everything. They should be able to trans, give them a car. I don't freaking right, care, right, right. but but not a massive paycheck, you know, um, relative to the bull. And it also is interesting when you get into paying um, this likenesses thing. You know, the stuff they got going on out out west. <clears throat> That's going to make things really complicated. You like you. Because all of a sudden you start to enhance the hierarchy that exists already on the football team. Mm-hmm. So, and like hypothetically, say I'm the second string fullback for Oklahoma, yeah. and I bust my ass. Yeah. I've never missed a workout. I've never missed anything. Nope. Does does do I get paid less yep. than Hurts? You know exactly. what I mean? Is it, it? It's it's complicated. So my thing with it is this: plain and simple. You start getting agents involved. Yeah. What separates you from the NFL? It's a, you're a pro. The other thing is. What about the other sports? And I understand totally. when it comes to revenue, like players aren't this and that. Like track and field is not the same as polo, mm-hmm. as it's not the same as you know equestrian versus gymnastics versus yeah. football versus basketball. Yeah. My thing is this: is you start paying the players, you essentially throw out what makes college football college football. And that's really, and that's and my and, personal and, 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 issue and with it. Totally. I feel, the I think the, and, and here's the deal though, is I was very, I was very hard on the no, no at all. Yeah. Now I'm kind of on the yes, but there needs to be, there needs to be checks and balances. We'd have to think through it really I think if you're going to compensate the players in some form or fashion, the school needs to get something back. Mm-hmm. So whether that is, you need to finish your degree, you know? Yeah, okay. Um, like, because a lot of these play, like, that's interesting. The, the, I, I, there needs to be something that the school is getting in. Like, if we're going to pay you mm-hmm. to represent our school, bring us in all this revenue, blah, 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 blah. Like, finish your dang degree. Yeah. Whether it's. You, you, you got to play your bowl game. You can't yeah. opt out of your bowl game. Exactly. Yes, stuff like there that. There needs to be checks and balances because otherwise. What is the point of the coach? Yeah, you're going to have the player telling the coach what they're going to do, and that's not okay. Yeah, like I don't like it at the NFL. I don't care how much mm-hmm. these players make. At the end of the day, no player yeah. should dictate that the coach, you know, is, is yeah. doing a good or bad job. Like, like straight up, like, are we winning? Are we losing? That is how you're determined at the NFL level. College football is much of the same. Like, we want to like, but the college football is different because now on, t- on top of that, we want to also produce good human beings. Ideally, if right. you had if you had somebody yeah. like an Ed Orgeron mm-hmm. or a Lincoln Riley or a Nick Saban that got their hands on Antonio Bryant in college, mm-hmm. Antonio how, Brown, right? Or Antonio Brown, right? Sorry, his sorry, life sorry. is different. How how yeah? How much of a different narrative are we talking about well, with him? And and I don't know his whole story, but why didn't he end up? If he's an elite talent, right. why and didn't he end up at a place? Some like of the that? players fall through the cracks. I that, that. so that's fair, right? right. So we it's just one of those things. It's just yeah, I agree. It, it just it, it, I think <laughs> it's. Like I, 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 I'm now on the standpoint of I think it might be able to work, but you've got to be very careful about how you go. About it the has. Problem, oh, the problem yeah. is, is the NCAA at the end of the day all they care about is money. I don't care if anybody They're is business. offended yeah. by that, but that's what this is all. You about. know, the NCAA is a nonprofit organization. 
Yeah, for I full me. Yeah, um, but there's, there's they care about money, man. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it's just one of those deals. Like you've got to make sure that you're doing right by the players. Yeah, and the institutions. Yeah, I definitely agree. That these institutions make way too much money that they charge. Yeah. Like, for I mean, you got kids that are going to be in debt for years, decades almost in yeah. terms of paying off student loans and stuff like that. There's got to be some sort of balance. There's got to be some sort of checks and balances. I feel like either making them finish their degree, whether it's within the four years of them playing or they have to come back and finish the and degree that's what or I'm something saying. like that. Like, yeah. Or like, don't opt out of bowl games. You have to do this amount of like appearances or something. Like there's just, there's got to be something. And the reason I think it's a slippier, slip, more slippery slope than people realize is like, okay, so Christian McCaffrey wants to Play, okay, Christian McCaffrey thinks he's going to play the whole year because he thinks Stanford has a chance at a national championship. They right. win, they lose one or two, and now they have to go play in the Sun Bowl, which yeah. is, which is for me. I'm again putting the hypothetical. I'm the second string fullback at Stanford. Yeah. This is the most. This is the last game of my college career. I want this badly. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has opted out. Okay, so he's on some sort of contract that says, okay, we're going to compensate you. Part of your compensation includes you have to play your bowl games. Well, what if he just rolls an ankle I'm doing air quotes because it's about uh, rolls an ankle in practice yeah. and he all of a sudden can't do it like coach I can't it, it just it, it is it's yeah. a real it's really tricky yeah. once you start treating kids like pros uh, the whole game changes and that's the thing that in all the counter arguments I've heard yeah like well, uh, we should let them do, you know, why can't they use their likeness? Um, it'll promote, like, I've heard this, business ingenuity. It's almost like the Gary Vee stuff. Yeah, like, right. you got to, well, like, are you f- kidding me? At, at, you want an 18-year-old who's away from home for the first time who, um, and this is a legitimate narrative, yeah. who maybe came from an under-supported area of an under-supported city, who's now, who, who in, in athletics, got this young man to college. You're going to tell that guy to start up, like, you know, um, some sort of uh, self-marketing entrepreneurial like endeavor to maximize his college opportunity yeah. and take classes and potentially like it's just nonsense. Too much. He's got four years yeah. to to be to, to get onto um, a, a life path that will hopefully lead him to lifelong success. Yeah. The focus needs to be there, yeah. not on how much these guys can do it. Now, with having said that, I think we do back to my initial comment. You got to make sure that none of these guys are are. Like yeah. roughing it, right, right, you can't right. you can't be a Notre Dame football player and and roughing not, it. Not you can't be down in Alabama. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. can't be in Alabama eating fillet of fish because you because your monthly budget right. has run out. Yeah, what was that? I think it was saving a while back. Like went to like McDonald's, dropped like yeah. hundred bucks on a bunch of sandwiches and just dropped yeah. them off. And he's like, my players needed it. Mentioned it to the NCAA. He was like, find me. Like, find me. Yeah. yeah, I bought them groceries. They needed food. Like. So take care of your people. I agree. And to put a cap on this, I think I would go somewhere similar with, if I were to take over a college program, yeah. there's no doubt you recruit for people first. Yep. Um, because, and, and now when I say that, there's a threshold. So there's like incredibly qualified, unqualified. Yep. Okay, you stay within the threshold. Yep. Okay, yep. Yep. but then, and then look for people. And then I think uh, it's all, it always, and this is a big theme of the Good Athlete Project, it's intentionality. Mm-hmm. You've got to be, um, it's character, intentionality, mm-hmm. and, and the desire to grow. Yep. I think if you have those as sort of cornerstones of your organization, yep. the sky's the limit. 100%. So, awesome, man. Well, thanks for hanging out today. No, no problem. This week's episode is brought to you by Remind Recover. Remind Recover is a supplement that helps athletes support brain health. Similar to how you drink a protein shake to help your muscles recover after a workout, Remind Recover has been scientifically formulated to give 
you the nutritional building blocks to help support healthy brain function. I am a huge fan of Remind Recover. It is as close to the science as any supplement I've seen, and feel free to check out their website for more. It's remindrecover.com. And when you go there, if you want to place an order, and I recommend it, use the code GOODATHLETE for a discount on checkout.